Everyone, good afternoon. This is sunny, warm August afternoon in Budapest, Hungary, where I'm on vacation right now and sending this message to you, my faithful listeners. So this is episode 80, The Spouse Behind the Deal. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom, and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now, here is your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today's episode is uh, an old story that I experienced back maybe 10, 12 years ago when we were closing one of our biggest construction deals at the time as an investment banker. And my client, our client was the leader, the founder of an HVAC company and heating, ventilation, air conditioning contracting company, which was one of the biggest, but definitely the most profitable in Hungary at the time. They made something like $6 million of profits uh, that year. And I got a call from them, from the founder, and, and his wife was also at the meeting. And they told me that they were interested uh, in selling the business. The founder was turning 50 and he said that he wanted to do some other stuff in his life. And he thinks that the 50 is the right time, the right age to, to sell the business and and basically still have plenty of time left to do other stuff. So we started working on the deal. And after some months, we found a very motivated buyer, an a multinational construction company, a French construction company that made a bid for the company, which was a fair bid. We actually didn't have too many buyers. So it was a single, a single bidder. And then we negotiated the price and the founder started stalling on the deal. And he didn't understand first what was behind it, but he basically didn't, first he didn't like the price, then when we managed to increase the price, he didn't like the terms. And then he brought in another attorney. First, he was okay to use our attorney, but then he wanted another attorney who was a very aggressive one who, who he brought on board and the deal almost fell apart. And then when we found agreement, we again started to stall on the deal. And I didn't first, at first I didn't get what was happening. The buyer kept asking me, is, is the seller serious? Are they really interested to sell the company? And what transpired was luckily my closest associate at the time who was also working on this deal, he was a very, well-liked person is a really he had the excellent chemistry with not just the founder but the founder's spouse not in a weird way in in a in a friendly way and also the founder's mother-in-law who was the cfo of the company so it was a family company and he uh, he came to me and he said istvan maybe it is it is the spouse of the founder who is really behind this the sale and maybe it's it's her that that really wants the deal to happen so he started communicating with her about it and feed back some of the information we kept, we start copying her and and the mother-in-law of the founder on emails which actually the founder was was okay with that interestingly he he, he didn't take offense so he, we started copying them and we started com communicating with her through the back channels and then everything started going smoothly again. And this happened a couple more times during the deal that things started to slow, started to become tense. It looks like the, looked like the founder was not going to sell. And then we got back with the spouse and the mother-in-law and, and suddenly things started flowing again. So eventually we closed the deal. And they sold the business for a nice price. It was a nice multiple at the time. There were some terms that required the founder to stay around 
for another three to four years. There were some reps and warranties that expired over three or four years. So he hang around and then they hired another, another managing director who was working closely and they brought in from France a young but very talented person who started taking the company in a different direction. Initially, they were very much, they made their success by focusing on special situations where typically they liked very much to work with Japanese and Korean bidders. They felt that they could offer what they wanted, which was very high quality, very disciplined execution, meeting deadlines, not compromising on the contents of, of the projects. And they were really good at that. And they grew close to some of these Japanese investors who were building all these construction projects around Hungary. And they started delivering to them year after year. And they managed to avoid some of the co more competitive situations that their competitors lost some money on. And this was uh, really how they, they managed to keep a much higher margin than the industry average. They were close to 20% uh, margin on projects where most of their competitors were between 5 and 7%. So it was an exceptionally uh, profitable company. And the, the buyer started to take them away to a direction where they were bidding on large projects. There was a huge, the largest uh, mall project in Budapest at that time and ever since. There wasn't a, a larger project than that. So they bid on that and I know that they didn't make money on it. Maybe they even lost some money in later years. So the company's profitability started to decline. And over time, actually, the business founder left and they brought in some new management and they weren't working out. And I don't even know whether they closed down the business or just kept it very small. But it wasn't a great deal for them. But what happened to our client was that he went and traveled the year, traveled the world for a couple of years. He and his spouse sent their children to international universities, to Western Europe. They also started investing in real estate, doing some real estate projects. And after their non-compete expired, the founder came back and he found another HVAC contractor, a contracting business, and he is successfully building that business up since. So basically, there are two morals of the story, at least two, uh, maybe three. So the first one is that it's very important to know what is behind the sale. Who is behind the sale? What is the driving motivation? And in that case, we fortunately figured out in time that it was the spouse of the founder who was really driving that sale. She was, and often spouses, because they are emotionally not so much involved, they have a more realistic view of the position of the company and, and they can help actually maximize value. And in that case, they actually did maximize value because they sought after the best every year possibly in Hungarian construction and they cashed out uh, at an optimal uh, multiple. So that was, that was a good call. So it was important to figure that out, that it was a spouse. The second moral is that, you know, even if it's your baby, it's your sandpit, it's your passion to, to build that company, run that company, sometimes it's good to cash in the chips. And it doesn't mean that you cannot do, can you make another business uh, five years later, even in the same industry. You absolutely can, or you can run another business in a different industry. But it, it's great to cash in the chips and to, to make sure that the equity is harvested from the business and you can go forward uh, with a lot less risk and a lot less stress and build the next company just for fun. And often the next company is actually much more profitable, much more successful because all the learnings from the previous company can be used to optimize the situation second time around. So these are the, the lessons. Thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate you being regular listeners. And, and I hear that some of my uh, listeners actually listen to all the podcasts and now we have 80 episodes in store. So indulge yourself. If you like it, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps pushing the podcast out to a wider audience. And I really appreciate you making your time 
investment in that. Just make sure you pick a unique nickname because uh, if you don't, then all your work is going to be vain and iTunes is going to have you restart your review if your nickname has already been taken. So pick a unique nickname and I look forward to talking to you again very soon in a couple of days. And until then, remember, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.